for the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break Podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. What up, it's Raphael, NBA Draft Junkies. I got my brother in the house with me today. What up, James? What's up? We're about to do this uh, power forward list. James, uh, you know, he, he in the house with us right now. So, you know, he always got his own perspective and how he does things. He got his own way of uh, evaluating players. So we'll compare his list to my list and we'll, we'll get it started. So, James. Yeah. For your power forward list. Who is number yes. 10 on your list? Number 10 on my list. Well, here's the thing. I combined, to me, power forward isn't power forward of what it was 10 years ago. Right. So it's like the hybrid forward. So exactly. I'll, so let, let's, the hybrid forwards that I have are kind of like everywhere. So you see some small forwards. Like I, I think Isaac Okoro, he's not 10th, but he'll play some power forward in the NBA, I think. Okay. Um, I think Jaden McDaniels, even though he's a buck 90, he'll play some power forward. Right. Eventually down the line, he'll move on to small forward. So actually, you know what? Let's, I'm more interested to see what, what do you have 10, where are your 10 guys? And I'll offer my perspective. All right. So we'll just go order. I'll go number 10. You give me your number 10 and we'll go 9, 10, yada, yada. Okay. All right. So, all right, then I'll go first. So for me at number 10, and I agree with you. I mean, for those that listened to the, to the previous podcast um, with Joe Gomez, he had his top 10 small forwards. Some of the guys on his list that small forward, I had as power forward. So, you know, the, the it's positionless now, but how I base my list is what position I think guys will play in closing lineups if they're going to close games. Okay. So one of the guys, I made a mistake, and I had Patrick Williams on my list twice. In all actuality, I think his best position going forward long term is as a four, but I put mm-hmm. him on my list as a three, so he won't be on this mm-hmm. list. But for me, but I, I have him listed as a four. Yeah, a four, yeah. and I, I mean, definitely a four. Yeah, I think he'll start off as a three. I think like next you year, think he'll, so? play, he'll probably play the three. But I mean, what position you start the game at and what position you finish the game at could be totally different. So, but I already put them on my list of small forward, so I just okay. kind of have to take them off this list. All right, so for me, at number 10, I'm going with the guy that we actually interviewed here on NBA Draft Junkies. We interviewed him a couple weeks ago. E. Pont from Tennessee, yeah. athletic freak. He is he, he's an improving three-point shooter. He didn't have good numbers at all um, before this year, but he was playing behind Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. But he had a, a big year this year. He was SEC Defensive Player of the Year. I think his best case scenario is a Robert Covington type. If he can become mm-hmm. more of a consistent shooter, he's a good shot block. He averaged over two blocks a game, even though he's six six. And I think that you know he'll he can carve a niche for himself as a defensive player. But if he can mm-hmm. continue to be more of a, if he can continue to be a, 
continue to improve his three-point shooting and space the floor, I think there's, there's definitely a role for him. So I have him as number 10 on my list. All right. So let me ask you this about him. Um, what was his, what do you think, you say he's improved as a shooter. Mm -hmm. What were his splits as far as like for the three-point line and his free throw percentage at Tennessee? This year or just overall? This this year. This the year he got to play more minutes. This year he shot sixty about sixty-four percent from the free throw line, shot thirty-five percent from three. Mm -hmm. So, you know, depend on how you look at it. If you look at the free throw percentage as the best indicator of three point shooting, which mm -hmm. you know, for some guys it works, but I can give you you know, Jemias Ramsey, he right. shot like 60-something percent from the people line, but he shot like 42% from three on like five attempts, and he was coming off mm -hmm. action plays and everything. So I don't know, you know, it's a lack of focus, but then you can also look at Killian Hayes. He shot probably like under 30% from three, but he shot like 87% from the people line. Right. So, and uh, I know what's his name in college? Uh, what's my man's name from Toronto? That was at Indiana. He didn't shoot well from the free throw line, and he's kind of like turned the corner finally. OG. OG Ananobi, yeah. So do you see him as a OG Ananobi type? Yeah, I mean, I think he falls into that, to that category of a switchy athletic defender that his ceiling will be based off of how much he can improve as a three-point shooter and space the floor. All right, so who's your number 10? Um, based off of that, I think I can agree with him. Uh, you on Ponds. Like I said, it's the, the difference between, I want to say, five through 10, the power four position, is a lot of it's going to go on like where guys land at because a lot of them do the same thing as far as just like not necessarily tweeners, but athletic guys who need to become better shooters who defend. So um, I can agree with you. It's, him probably being the 10th best power forward. But again, it kind of depends on who you have li listed as playing some power forward yeah. versus some center versus some small forward. So. Yeah, that's why I like doing this because my list is going to be totally different than yours. My list is going to be totally different than Joe's. We ask another person, they'll have a totally different list also. Who do you have at number nine? It's your turn, man. I, I need to hear your I told list. you I I agree with you on Ponds at number 10. So you got Ponds at number 10. Okay. Yeah. I thought she was just trying to skip it out and have me do all the work. Nah, bro. <laughs> all right. So number nine on my list is another guy. Um, by the time this podcast dropped, we should have his interview up. Paulie Bois out of Italy. Cameroonian. Um, mm -hmm. Man, freak athlete. Bouncy. I mean, quick twitch. What I like about him is he plays hard. I mean, his motor runs nonstop. He's still a little raw on the offensive end, but he just started playing basketball in 2014. So, uh -huh. so roughly about six years. Um, he shows potential to be able to knock down open shots. I don't know about three-pointers yet, but he can knock down some short corner, some elbow shots. But he's raw on the offensive end. And you can see it with his decision-making, and sometimes he has these plays where he looks kind of wild and out of control. But I think that he does have a skill set that he can hang his hat on. One, being an energy guy, 
being a rebounder. He's about 6'8", with like a 7'3 wingspan. I think that he has all the tools to be a good defensive player. But then just like the – he has the athleticism that you can't teach. Quick twitch. Um, like I say, he plays hard. So he looks up to Siakam. And, you know, that's the whole connection, the Cameroonian connection. And uh, I don't – you know, that's pretty – tough to compare somebody to Siakam but I mean I think like based off of him being like a late bloomer and I mean think about it Siakam went to school in Dallas like we've been around this Dallas high school never heard of never heard of him and then here he is like he might (laughs) win most improved player this year so I mean putting that type of pressure on Ibois is is tough but I, I think that um he does have like the baseline of skill set needed to be able to contribute I think at my number nine, I would go with, I don't know this is your boy, but I'm going to go with Precious Achua as my Ooh. ninth best power forward. Let me explain to you why. I think he's going to end up playing a lot of center for the beginning of his career because right now he's just, I mean, he checks the boxes that you want. He's got the motor. Um, he's a good athlete, but I don't, I don't know if he can play power forward um right away because he just he can't shoot his shot he's got some funky mechanics and when I watched him I saw like (laughs) I saw Thomas Robinson (laughs) so it's like yeah it's kind of like to me in in 2020 Thomas Robinson that kind of build is a center so now if if a chewing he puts it together maybe he could play the four but I'm kind of like knocking him because I think he's going to be an energy backup center unless you play him with a, a stretch five, four-ish. Like, I remember we did the mock draft, and I had him going to um, the Pelicans. Like, yeah. if he played with a, a, a Nico Melli, sure, he could play, you know, the four or whatever. But I think ultimately he's a five. Like, he's just – he's not, like, skilled, but you there's a lot of things to, like, really like about him. So that's my number nine. I know that's your boy, so – yeah, I'm, I'm a precious guy. It's I, I get it though. I mean, I, I mentioned before, he might be boom or bust. You know, he can. But what? But what do you? What do you see the? I mean, I just think he's like, you know, what you're gonna get from him. But I don't know how how skilled he could become. Like he gets well, a lot of shots blocked at the rim. Yeah, it's it's weird. I think that best case scenario, if he can knock down open threes with his ability to handle the ball a little bit and make you know two dribbles get to the rim and attack and he does have some passing instincts like he Mm -hmm. does have he's not it's weird he's not a good decision maker but he shows flashes of making some plays I think for him the biggest thing is accepting who he is I think he wants to be a three. And sometimes he's <laughs> crazy. But you know, like if you watch his high school stuff, he played the three. And he was, he had that New York in him. He was drilling the ball between his legs a bunch of times and bringing the ball up court. And <laughs> so I think, like, I just see like the potential. I think in the best case scenario, a team, if they can just find a way to maximize the skills that he has and allow him, if, if he can be like the guy that he can knock down threes, attack, close out, you know, make a play. Do you play. think he has, 
he'll have the ability to attack closeouts in the half court. I mean, I think that I don't know if he has that that rip through pop to like and finish. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's need to be like a his, his best one foot. His when I saw him, his best finishes were off of the roll man, and he had a wide open yeah, lane, and yeah, he could, space. you know, he had a lot of space. Yeah. But if you're talking about playing the four and you hiding in the corner for whatever reason, for one, they got to be able to respect the corner three. But if they they do respect the corner three, I don't know if he has that that rip through, get low, and finish because he was getting shots like smacked on the glass. Yeah, and really, like a lot of his rebound numbers boosted. Because those were his own misses that were getting beat. Yeah, so I think he's saying. a five. I can see that. I mean, I, I definitely think that he should be able to steal some minutes after five. But for now, I have him as a four. So who do you have? I oh, know it's my turn, right? Yes, this is number so eight, right? Here's a guy that um, I'm not so high on. And I think that. He may get, actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get drafted. And then I can even say like the, <laughs> the, the guys that I named before could possibly not get drafted. This is going to be a tricky draft. But I have Trendon Watford from LSU. He's like the opposite of Precious in a sense. He mm-hmm. has some skills, but he just doesn't have the athleticism. And he's... You know, I think he's a guy that he will get – He, I don't know. He may or may not get drafted. I can see that. But I definitely see him as somebody that would need to spend some time in the in the D League or G League and develop and find, like, that one thing that he brings to the table that he can provide every night. But he's talented. He's, he can shoot the ball a little bit. He can put the ball on the floor some. He just lacks NBA athleticism. I have as my eighth best um, power forward. I, I'm listing him as a power forward just because, you know, or whatever, hybrid forward. Uh, Jordan Nawara from mm-hmm. Louisville. I think he's going to play the four. Um, uh, he he only does one thing, and he does it well, which is shoot the ball. Um, he's really limited off the dribble, which is reason, another reason why I have him playing basically, you know, power forward. And he'll be the ultimate, you know, for a lack of a better person, uh, I'm drawing blanks. What's my man's name out of Creighton? Bad feet, high socks. Journeyman. I just, man, I'm drawing blanks. You're not talking about McDermott, are you? No, black dude. Oh, Anthony Tolliver. Anthony Tolliver. Anthony Tolliver is out there to shoot threes. That's it. And I think that's what Jordan Nwora is. Like, he got, he's got a one dribble max. Um, you know, he's got a really quick release. He can shoot the ball, and he'll be that guy that sets those ghost screens at the top of the key and, and high pick and roll. He's going to sprint to his spot and shoot threes. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's a power forward. Like I said, he can shoot. And, you know, there's always room for six, eight guys that can shoot in 2020. But yeah, a he's pretty limited also. everywhere else. You do? He's, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> – he's – Jared Dudley. Current, not, Jared not, Dudley. Not, not the Jared Dudley at Boston College that was re, that was like he, yeah, Jared Dudley did He's everything. The, yeah, he is current NBA. Young old Jared Dudley. <laughs> Jared Dudley. Where he's like, 
you know, I mean, his role is to be an undersized floor spacer and that right. I mean, you got to respect the gravity. But I think that he can, he like, he does have a one dribble that he's comfortable with. Man, it might even be half a dribble. But I mean, that's more than Tolliver. I've never, seen Tyler, I've never seen Tyler dribble. Tyler. Unless he, like, relocated for a three. Once it touches his hand, it's going up. But he knows that's his role. He knows that if he tries to do anything else, you know. But you see, I think, that's what, I think that's what uh, Noir is going to do. Like, once it touches his hands, it's going up. I don't think he'll, he'll dribble because it's like the shots that he gets off of one dribble are, like, technically bad shots in the NBA. Right. Contested pull-ups. Like yeah. one foot push shots from the foul line, so I don't, I don't see him dribbling. I think he's a four. I mean, you know, depending on in the back, obviously uh, the late first round. If I'm in need of a shooter, why not? So yeah. So you you take him late first round? I mean, really, the draft position in this draft is weird, right? Because like after like fourteen, fifteen. Like 15 through 35, 35. is like, Perhaps so, I mean, it just kind of depends on on who's drafting, what do you need. It's a weird draft. 15 through 35 is, is all the same to me, though. My next player, I'm swinging for the fences on this one. Amar Sia. I don't mind if I don't his name. Long, Tell me about skinny, him. agile, athletic. He's got the pop explosiveness he's a lefty uh he is from i know he plays in spain dang it slips my mind where he's from um is it yeah senegal i'm tripping he's from senegal and uh yeah man like he passes the eye test he is Mm -hmm. just skinny as a pencil (laughs) like he's (laughs) super skinny skinnier than Jaden mcdaniels (laughs) this this I don't want to say it because it, it's uh, it may sound bad, but he's that uh, he's just skinny man. Like he's skinny, <laughs> he lacks strength, and um, I mean you know I want to be politically correct, but he's he's really talented man. Like he's he's a lefty, and um, I mean I think he he needs some time for sure, and he'll mm-hmm. definitely need to bulk up. But he has some skills. Like he's like this. Best case scenario, he'd be like this six, nine, six, ten floor spacer that can defend multiple positions with his length and agility, but then mm-hmm. he's like a shot blocker that runs the floor. So he doesn't really have like the, I mean, he's not posting up for sure. And he's, um, like I said, he just, he has like all the quick second jump. He has like long strides when he when he's in transition. He can attack closeouts. He plays hard. He's active. Maybe a little out of control. He definitely struggles with contact because he's so. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only is he skinny, but he's like physically weak also. You know, there's like like Brandon Ingram is who I call skinny tough. He was skinny, but he see. He I played. think Jaden McDaniels is skinny tough too. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah, guy's yeah. not skinny tough. Um, he doesn't pass. He doesn't really have like, like I said, offensive creativity. And it's weird. Like his shooting is erratic. Like sometimes you see him, you're like, okay, I think he's a floor spacer. But then sometimes you see his misses, and you're like, whoa. So it's 
So I'm swinging for the fences on him. He's definitely somebody I see a team like Toronto will draft. And then he'd be up with the 905, and then all of a sudden you're like, dang, this dude is a, a legitimate rotation right. player. But I think with the right development, he could be a player. But like I said, I'm swinging for the fences on this one. So we at uh, seven? So that, I've done number seven. Seven? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think when my seventh, and again, you know, my mindset is in power, is just you afford. So, yeah. and this is my, to be honest with you, my seven, my five, four, five, six, seven are interchangeable. Or, yeah. you know, it just depends on, you know, who's drafting. But so just for the sake of number seven, I'm going to go with, I think, Sadiq Bay. Again, I'm thinking forward. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's a, he isn't limited like the 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 other guys where you just kind of pencil him in as like Moore is going to have to play the four. Or I, I said Precious Achua is a mostly a five, and hopefully he can play the four. But I'm going to go with Sadiq Bey. You know, he, he he's the combination of, you know, spot up, handle the ball, do everything kind of guy. So, again, seven is kind of like think, – think four through seven when I say seven. So, But, yeah, I yes. I have Sadiq as a, as a three. Um, I had him in my draft board going to Dallas, and I think that's mm. a perfect fit for him. Yeah. Can, or Portland. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that – I might have him as a three on my list, but he could easily have been a four. I think, like I said, in closing lineups, he could be a four. I like him. Like, they had him running the offense. He was playing, like, yeah. point guard. Um, he has that – all right, I can't get by you with my first step, so I'm just gonna right. back you down. Like, and then he, he has some, sense. right. So then he'll, and then he can post. So if you yeah. put him in a lineup with, you know, where you want to hide a point guard or somebody, like say you're playing the Mavs, the way he played for the Mavs, and they decide to go just flat out big, he's not somebody you can hide your point guard on. Yeah, like he, yeah, you know if you're playing saying? a team that's gonna try to switch everything, then you yeah. can, you know, you can. Uh, he can post those smaller guys, and then once you start helping, he's a good decision maker that he'll find the right guy. And he takes care of the ball. Like, his assist-to-turnover yeah. ratio was better than a lot of the point guards. And it's not like he didn't have the ball in his hands a lot. He's just a high IQ, yeah. just like a a classic role player. I think he's going to be a what, – What is he in comparison to Troy Brown? He can shoot better. I mean, he can shoot better, but like that's, Troy that's, Brown is like, what is, I mean, difference. Troy Brown, yeah, he can <laughs> shoot, but like what, realistically, like what position does Troy Brown play? <laughs> we don't know. He just be out there, you know? Yeah. So yeah. sometimes yeah. He, he may line up at the three, he may play some point guard in spots. Well, I think that Bay yeah, is a better, dis- and I think Bay is like a better decision maker. You know, like Troy Brown, like his first year, he struggled like running pick and rolls. Yeah, I think that Sadiq Bay is just a very. But he was high. He's younger than Sadiq Bay, though, right? Probably he felt like he was like seventeen when. <laughs> yeah, he was a lot younger, so he's super young. But yeah, I mean that's that's a good comparison. If he's Troy Brown with a jump shot, then you'll take that. Yeah, because he's. I mean, he shot like forties, like mid forties from three, and he was letting it fly too. So and yeah, he shot like, five again. Yeah, and what I like is that he wasn't just spotting up. Like, he was coming off screens. And then he mm-hmm. probably shot a high – he 
he probably would have shot a higher percentage if he didn't shoot so many off the dribble. Like he took a mm-hmm. lot of jumpers off the dribble. And that's why I think it kind of – he struggles that because his shot is, like, real flat. Like, he shoots yeah. a flat shot. And it can, it can be contested if he's trying to do it off the dribble. But I think his weakness is he just lacks ideal pop and athleticism. Like, when he tries to get to the rim, he just doesn't have that 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 quick – this where he can rise above so but I mean I, I think that's the only major weakness I see from him on the offensive end of the field what do you have a six six Jordan or so somebody we talked about earlier um, my six is Jalen Smith out of Maryland sticks so Bony man, about, the, see, I'm shocked that you have him as a four. I I just knew. Let me tell you why. As a five, he he. I mean, nobody bangs anymore. He can't post up me. I'm being <laughs> super, you know, exaggerating, but I think he. Okay, so like, what position does Miles Turner play? Five. So bonus plays a five. I think Miles Turner. Best position is at the, it's the five. Yeah, but now, in that now, team, so he plays Bonus and Turner, I mean, their fit isn't the best because I think with Miles, I think it works though. It works I mean, because I think it works because Miles don't go inside the three point line and or the free throw line. Did you, and I don't know Sabonis you, don't want to be outside of the free throw line. Right, I don't know. Except for to initiate offense, I saw a video where Kevin McHale came to Dallas last summer to work Miles miles out. And he uh-huh. told him, you need to get you on the block. <laughs> so he had him work with all his post moves. I think like for Miles, I think you need him to be a five because he's such a good shot blocker and you want him to he be your rim protector. Right, he's, he's, he it's, a, it's an interesting fit. So I don't know what they're going to do with him long term. I think that if they look bad in the playoffs they may start thinking about you know moving one of them moving but TJ to the four but then again you know they may say oh well you know Oladipo wasn't right so I don't know but but I don't think Jalen Smith is a four man. <laughs> I think that he's just gonna have to be off the bench five but I don't yes, know if he, he shoots he, it well enough to you can say right, I'm gonna make you a stretch four I mean possibly he could develop into that he could develop into it yes but okay, so let me ask you this. When I see Jalen Smith, again, Miles is not necessarily the perfect comparison, but like Dario Sarge plays the four, you know? Yeah. So like Dario, and he plays the five too. He will, I mean, depending on whatever, but he plays the four and he can play the five. I think Jalen Smith can play the five, four, excuse me, because the difference between him and I was saying Precious Achuma is that. Off of this here, Jalen Smith can get to the basket. Like, he he shows more fluidity off of the one-dribble rip-through than any other any of the other guys that we've talked about so far. And on top of that, he's a better shooter than them. So, in stretches, I think he can play the four. Obviously, he wants to play the five. He's just so skinny, man. Like, he you can't – yeah, you can switch guards on him. Like, he he's so light in the pants, man. I was watching the film against Michigan State. And you know Xavier Tillman, he he a grown man with a family, and he was just <laughs> literally shiver, yeah, a grown man with a family for real. And Sticks couldn't score on him, man. 
at all. And but, you know, he won't get any post-ups in the NBA. He won't get any post-up opportunities. But I think, like, he is the perfect four hybrid guy where you get a, a, a good point guard that can work with some, some high pick and roll with him. He can shoot the ball. And, you know, maybe he gets some, some meat on him eventually or he'll be able to post up and take advantage of mismatches. But, like, I think, you know, depending on the matchup, I think he can play some four. So, like, again, if you're whatever, he's playing against the Suns, you can guard a Sarge. Or, you know, you're playing against Portland. I don't know what Portland's doing. They may play um, Nurkic at the four. I'm not talking about, you know, Jalen Smith as a starter. But there are going to be opportunities that teams are still going to be bigger. You know, okay. or, like, you play against Minnesota, and they say they start Huncho, I call him Huncho, Wancho at the four. Like, you can guard – he can guard a Wancho. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think he should be able to play some four. But ultimately, you want him to play the five. He's a strictly five on my list. I was shocked to see you had him as a four. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh, so who do you have next? Uh, after Sticks. It might be similar from here on out. After Sticks, ah, man. I know my top three. Four and five, you can switch them. Uh, it's like, okay, what do you want, offense or do you want defense? So if you want offense, I'm going to go with Jaden McDaniels as my 3-4 combo guy. Uh, he's so skinny, man, and he's skinny strong, but he was running into a lot of brick walls. He can handle the ball. He can shoot. He's a bad shot taker, and he's a turnover machine. And a and foul machine. And a fouling machine, and he needs to gain weight. Um, but when it comes but, to, know, like, just overall god oh, yeah. natural hey. talent. Yeah. I'm telling you, when he, it looks good, it. it looks great. Yeah, he, he got it, yeah. He got it. He can shoot the pull-up. He can handle. Yeah. He's, he's He's got a lot of talent. Just the numbers just did not match. Like, like I to me, honestly, coming into this year, I felt like, oh, man, this dude could be a top five pick. Just oh, off so natural talent and top skill five, alone. Top ten, yeah. But the numbers just didn't – the numbers just didn't do it for me. And he's got some holes in his game. And I mean, He like doesn't said, see anything but the rim. Yeah. Sure. And now you said that you think Precious could be um, like a Thomas Robinson. I think McDaniels could have some boom or bust too. I agree. Like he could be he could a be, guy that you know figures it out, and you're like, dang, this dude is a, a high level starter. Or he could be that guy that just kind of bounces around, and then all of a sudden he has like a great career in China. Because that's true too. Over there, he'd be the man. He'd be able to just out talent everybody, and mm -hmm. he'd get twenty to thirty shots a game, which would allow him to just dominate I, right but I, I do question how he's going to fit in the NBA as far as like fit around other players like what's that one thing that he does break well other than if you reprogram talented? him if you reprogram it well if you reprogram him and say look man I need you to make threes and play defense I think he could and everything else you know will work on it but see the thing is with guys like him is that 
they're so talented that it's hard for them to pull back. Whereas you take a guy like Isaac Okoro, and you know what he, he knows what he is. I'm gonna play this hard defense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can add on to what I have. Whereas Jaden McDaniels, he has a bunch of stuff, but it's kind of like, is he good enough for that stuff to work at this level? Yeah. So and it's you know, like, this is a bad comparison. I'm not comparing them overall, but I'm comparing the acceptance overall. Like. I've been fortunate enough to watch J.R. Smith play pickup basketball. Mm -hmm. Dude is a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's right. got a lot of game. He's got way more game than he's ever shown in the NBA. Now, mm -hmm. he gets a lot of criticism, but one of the things I don't think he gets enough credit for is he accepted a role as just a spot-up shooter. Right. It may put him in pick and rolls every once in a while, but you never get a chance to see him like show um, everything that that he can do on the court. And so he's made a lot of money. I mean, he could have made more money if you know. I mean, he, he if his reputation was a lot different. But he did accept that role that is less than what his overall talent is. Right now, if, if McDaniel's can do that, that that would be great. But I think that. He just, unlike GR, he doesn't have that one thing where he can say, okay, I'm just accept this role to be a spot of shooter. Right. Because, I mean, JR can, you know, JR got a ratchet. So. And even, <clears throat> even um, last year, he shot 34% from three. I mean, that's not great, but like, you know, that's better than some guys in, that's better than some of the point guards. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, uh, if he can accept the role and then like another thing that hurts him is that Washington play like 75% zone. So it's like, you don't know what kind of defender he really is, but just from the eye test and like physical attributes, he should be able to defend One, two, two and four. three and four, depending on, I mean, you know, the matchup, but he should be able to defend at least two positions. And, you know, if he's 6'10", like they say he is, yeah. But, man, it's almost like Kevin Durant is, like, the worst thing to ever happen to, like, basketball development because, like, every 6'9 dude with a little bit of wiggle is, like, I'm, I'm about to be Kevin Durant. And it's, like, nah, there's only, it's only one Kevin Durant. There's only one Kevin one. Durant. Yeah. So. But even then, like, from the aspect that Durant, every game, he's going to impact the game. He's going to – Durant, as a freshman in college, was the best – Beasley. Player. Beasley was the best freshman. Durant one was A, tough. one B. Man, look, Beasley when I was, was at Iowa monster. State, when I was at Iowa State and we played Texas, we played a full court boxing one on Durant and held him to 19. He's a dog. Like, he had like 10 shots and he had 19. Yeah, he's and a the dog. And that was guarding him did not look at anything but Durant. He still got it. Beasley was just – he was just too good. Like, yeah, he was a matchup. Yeah, he was a problem, man. He was knocking he was down threes. He was, he was grabbing every that. rebound. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was so, too good. And uh, McDaniels just doesn't have that – at least not – I haven't seen it. KD is a dog. Like, he's going to make an impact on every game. Right. McDaniels has a tendency to float. Like his talent and his impact 
It's just not consistent for me. But I have him as a three. I have him as a three on my list. I'm a, I'm a hybrid guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm more so point guard, wing, center. Right. So my next guy is, and I'm I like, actually I like all the guys in my top five. I'm, I'm we're, really high. We're at, so we're at five. Yep. My number five oh. is Paul Reed. Okay. Paul. I like him. He rebounds. He blocks shots. He gets steals. I think that he can develop into a good floor spacer. He's athletic. I think he's underrated. I would take him definitely mid first round. If I'm an NBA team, I have the need for the four. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like Paul Reed a lot. All right, my number. Okay, so that's your fifth. So I should be on my fourth then. Yeah. So my number four, and again, it's what do you prefer? Is Patrick Williams yeah. out of Florida State? So again, we just talked about Jaden McDaniels. How he's just got so much talent, and it's like you know, it's harnessing that talent. Or so much skill, you know. So going from can he can he dial it down from being the ball is always in my hands to manly pick a roll. I think Patrick Williams, especially going to Florida State, because you know they play you nine, ten guys every night. You know, get yeah. you twenty minutes. I think he's got a lot of upside. I know he was a lot younger than everybody else. Yeah. Um, but like I think defensively he's gonna be good. Uh, offensively he's still raw. Uh, his he's, shooting. He stays within but, himself. Yeah, he knows exactly who he is. Yeah. So he may not have, like, <clears throat> the super home run upside, you know, you may want to have, depending where he's selected at, but, like, he stays within himself. He's going to rebound. He's going to, you know, defend him. He's a very good perimeter defender, so he should be able to be switchable. And uh, on offense, man, I just wish he could shoot better. His jump shot is, like, super slow. And he shoots that thing sky high. He shoots it too high. But, I mean, you know, like, he looks like he has good touch. Um, I like him, though. Yeah, I had a chance to watch him work out last year for, like, a week. And at the time, I didn't see it. You know, like, and I saw the body. I saw, like, the NBA, you know, physical attributes. And I remember a friend was like, he's a one and done. I was like... I don't, I don't see it as a, as a one and done. I think he's going to be an NBA player. But, I mean, I was wrong. He could end up being a lottery pick. Yeah. But he he just knows his role, which is incredible considering he was like, he might have been like, like 17 or, or eight. Yeah, I think he, he was 17 when I, yeah, he was 17 when I met him. But he understands his role. I believe in his upside as a shooter. I believe that he can do the one dribble pull-up and make the pull-up J. Um, he plays hard. He rebounds. And then, like you said, Florida State plays so many guys that um, I think it, it helped in one sense, but at the same time, it, uh, it may have hurt him as far as, like, numbers. And then, of course, the more minutes you play, the more you get to showcase right. everything you can do. But I, I think that Eventually, he'll be a four. But like I said, I think that the team next year is going to probably start him at three. But I like Patrick Williams a lot. Yeah, I, I think he's a four. I think <clears throat> for a kind of a poor comparison, you kind of see the same trajectory that uh, – and he's not as tall, obviously. But like Jonathan Isaac, how he's just, you know, I'm going to defend. 
going to be a problem on defense. I'm going to continue to get better offensively. I wish you could dribble more, but, you know, I kind of can't dribble enough for them to trust me. So I think, like, it is kind of poor, but, like, Jonathan Isaac is – he's a good basketball player, man. But he's yeah. not going to be the 21 a game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's he's a guy that's going to be a good piece to a puzzle. Yeah. But you and there's still, tell But there's still enough upside in those guys where you could, like – you know, maybe if he worked on this or maybe maybe he becomes a better – he's not, like, limited off the dribble. It's just that he didn't have the confidence to dribble. And what's your nickname for Jonathan Isaac? Black Kirilenko. That is hilarious. <laughs> Black Kirilenko right there. All right. So Man, he was, he was kind of locking up uh, Siakam last year in the playoffs until Siakam kind of figured him out. But, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's going to be a – multi-time first-team all-defensive player. Yeah. So who's next on your list? All right, so that was my fourth. And, again, four, five, six, seven, alternate. All right, again, forwards. I don't, I don't do the, the power forward thing. I have Isaac Okoro. Wait, I'm looking at this. Do I want that? Yes, I have him number three. I think, I think he's Ron Artest, the second coming of Ron Artest. Um, he's, you know, he plays hard. He's super strong. Should be able to defend on the perimeter. A little bit. Can pass handle a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, he's, I think he's Ron, the next coming of Ron Artest. I, he's got to improve as a shooter. And, um, the problem with him is that he loses confidence in his jump shot. Yes, he like, will there was a couple pass times, up an open shot. Man, he will pump fake you to yeah. death. And there was a couple of times where uh, I forget was it Clemson dude was just like closing out on him like he was Ben Simmons he was daring him to shoot, and uh, you know in the league you can't do that you can't play mm-hmm. like that especially when you're uh, not the 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 ball creator right. you know what I'm saying like a main a primary ball handler so I like him like I said I was watching I was getting those Ron Artest vibes where you know he can do some, he can do a, a lot of different things in the pinch but <clears throat> excuse me defensively he's going to be very very good uh I liked his full court athleticism a lot more than his like half court athleticism right. um but yeah I, I think he you know again two three four in the NBA is kind of interchangeable so I think he's the third best player at that you might be able to, might be able to, um, you know, talk me into him being the second, my second best forward. Depending so I have on how him, I'm feeling. I have him as a three. I have him as my number two, three. But number four on my list is Tyler Bay. I think he is. Okay. And I, I said this on my last small forward list. There's so only you one. You number three. Well, go ahead, go ahead. I'm at, I'm at number four, though. Um, there's only one Sean Marion in the world. Sean Marion is a one of one. And mm-hmm. I don't like comparing anybody to Sean Marion. But Tyler Bay might be a homeless man's, not poor man's, homeless man's Sean Marion. He's undersized, a 6'7", great rebounder. He's active, active cutter. He can post up smaller players doesn't have the bulk or strength to like really be a four um he shot a good percentage from three i think he shot like 
41% from three, but he only took like one a game, I believe. At the most, he took two a game. I think that he can develop into a pretty good shooter. He has touch, like, you know, just to touch around the rim. I think he's a decent free throw shooter. I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head. But he's one of these the players that I don't think you have to run any plays for him. He'll be active. He'll just do all the dirty work, be all over the place on offense and defense, can defend multiple positions, rebounds. I think, like, if you go small, you won't lose, you know, and you won't have a disadvantage on the boards with him because he's so active. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have him at at number four. Like you said, four and five can't flip-flop. And it, it just varies. Like some days I may have Paul Reed is better. Some days I may have Tyler Bay is better. But to me, those two guys are interchangeable on my list at four and five. All right, so, okay. so I'll go again. Yeah. And this my is your three because I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm down to my last two. Yeah, so this is my three. This okay. is a, another guy. He could be a five, but, I mean, if you think – if you think Jonathan Isaac is skinny he, and Omar, Omar Silla is skinny, this guy's even skinnier. But I think he's someone that is going to rise on draft board because he's so talented. And I don't know if you had a chance to, like, really watch him, but Alexei Pokushevsky. I, just I haven't gotten to him yet. Yo, you got to watch him. Like, he's, he's a talent guy, right? So... He's a natural talent. He's super talented and natural, just natural God-given skill. So think he's Serbian. So Mm -hmm. think Jokic as far as passing and passing instincts. He's seven foot, but he's super skinny. His natural position is center. I mean, point center. Like how many guys can you say that for? Their natural position is like point center or point forward. He's fluid. Like he can, he grabs the rebound. He pushes the ball up court. He can handle the ball. He can make great passes, one-hand passes. He can run the pick and roll. And he can shoot a little bit. His shot is flat. He doesn't shoot a good percentage. But it's like you just have this player with all these tools. Mm-hmm. And you have to believe that your, your team, you have to believe that your player development staff can help him maximize all his gifts because best case scenario, he's a guy that will be able to post up, has like nice touch shots in the paint, space the floor, someone mm-hmm. that you can run four or five pick and rolls or five one pick and rolls, and he can make every pass. And then when he's engaged on defense, he's a shot blocker. So like, when I saw him play in Greece last year, he had a game where he had like a triple double. Blocks or assists? Assists, but he may have had like, I mean, he averaged like a couple blocks and a couple steals a game. Like he's super talented and skilled. The issue with him is he's kind of soft. Like he doesn't like contact. Um, sometimes he just kind of floats in games. Like he doesn't like make a great impact with his intensity, but he's just really, really skilled. And he has a skill set that that a lot of guys don't, that you just rarely see. Some people may have him as a five. And so I know that, um, you know, it's a power forward list. And so he probably didn't get a chance to 
rank him because you probably thought he was a, a five just based Center. on his height. Yep. But no, he's he's super skilled, and I think that he um, I think he'll he'll struggle adjusting to the NBA, the physicality of it. I think that you know those guys are dogs in the NBA, and he's he's gonna have a major major adjustment period. But talent wise, he's got it. Like he can do, like I said, he can do stuff that you just we rarely see. Right, I don't even know who to compare to. I don't know who to call. Let me ask you two questions. Yep. Can he hoop? Can he play basketball? He can play basketball. So you can't hoop yet? I don't think he can hoop. So for those listening who are probably <laughs> like, what? So, you know, we got our own little, you know, we're brothers. So we got our own little terminology. So um, when we say a guy can hoop, this is a guy that if the <laughs> if he's on a bad team, He's still gonna go out and get his numbers. He's gonna he's gonna play. He's gonna turn into a pickup game. And then there's guys that can play basketball, but they can't hoop. Which means I think if they're on a bad team, like let's say you're on the Hawks, or let's say you're on no no you're the Suns <laughs> on the Suns team. Yeah, you're trying to play basketball the right way when the team is down 15, and you're not looking to get your numbers. You may struggle because you're always trying to make the right pass and do all the right things, which is a good thing, but it can be a bad thing if you're on a really bad team. Right. So you got to so, learn how to go get buckets and, and kind of call your own number. And so yeah, so prime example, Dragon Bender. Yeah. He can't hoop, but he can play basketball. And he's played for what? Two bad te- – I don't count the Bucks because he didn't even play. So he played for the Suns. He either he sometimes he looked okay, but I mean that was like one out of every eight nine games. And then when he played in um, Golden State this last year, so it's like, you know, he got stuck on two bad teams, and for he was a third pick in the draft. It's yeah. like, is he third? Yeah, I, I think he was. Can he who? I think with him, he's gonna be good. I mean, he's not going to live up to his draft position, but I think right. he's going to be good once he gets on a good team where he doesn't have a role or he's not expected to go out and get buckets. If the Spurs were good, I think he's a guy that would have went to San Antonio and you're like, all of a sudden he's a, he's a weapon. Okay, but here's the thing, though. So, like, hooping isn't just – dribbling and whatever like to me Davis Bertans he can hoop like when he got to that situation in Washington like he was he was coming off shooting threes like Reggie Miller and that was those were shots he wasn't he has a ratchet but those were shots he wasn't taking there was those were shots he wasn't taking in San Antonio so somewhere along the line I think he either he could always hoop or he was like you know what I'm hooping he's sticking his leg out shooting from deep well, the you know, Spurs can put you in a box. So the Spurs they really do. like like Dwayne Detman. Nobody knew he could shoot when he was in San Antonio. I knew because I seen him, you know, here in Dallas a couple of summers. We worked him out once, right? Yeah. And and yeah. he was making we had him shoot on threes. He was making them, but they wouldn't even let him attempt to shoot a three. He got to Atlanta, and Bud let him shoot threes, and then you know now that's pretty much all he does. That's so what he does right. The Spurs weren't gonna let. Bertans get loose. 
And I think that Bender, if he would have been on like one of those good San Antonio teams, I think they would have found a way to plug him into the system and just kind of maximize the skills that he has. But I think he's going to stick with Golden State. I really do. Where? Where? Well, one they like be, they like Chris a lot. Well, Chris gonna be the five. But okay, so this is off tangent. So you think they pass on Wiseman because Chris is gonna be cheaper? I'm not sure what they. Not do. saying not saying where they pick at, but if he's available and they have a pick, do you think they pass on Wiseman and say we're gonna go with Marquise Chris? Oh, I don't know. I'm and not everything sure. Marquise Chris comes with. I mean, that's a tough choice. I don't think so. I mean, I just think they'll take the best player available. But I think he'll look a lot better once he's surrounded by by their studs. Like that 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 team this year, I love the yeah, fact that bad. they were playing hard, but them dudes was playing for a contract. <laughs> you know, yeah. they was yeah. they were hooping. Like they were yeah. they play hard, <laughs> but those those dudes was playing. And actually, I kind of. I wanted to see them. If they end up having a second bubble, I kind of want to see it because they are literally playing like, look, this is my next, it's my hey, next contract. So back to the can he hoop and can he play basketball? I don't think going into this year, I did not think that Eric Pascoe could hoop. I thought he could play basketball. But on that go to state team, he had to he had to hoop. He Yo, he was he a pro hop machine. <laughs> yeah, he the king of the pro hop. <laughs> All right, once he loaded. But yeah, so up. like, yeah, he get that two foot. He's gonna try to dunk on you. But that's that's hooping in basketball. Like, but you, you're not over. He played a role. Over. Yeah, you're not gonna hoop. Nah, over. but he was hooping this year, and yeah. you know they like him a lot. Yeah, um, that that's true. So I, I mean, I think Bender ended up making that team though. I really do. I don't know, man. You got to think, Kavon Looney's eventually going to come back and play his 22 games. He's still on the team. (laughs) Damn, he get (laughs) He play, he get hurt, he play. It's like he got, like, the weakest ribs cord, like, in the history of human beings, man. He's still on the team, though. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, for some reason, I just think Bender, I think he's going to stick. All right, so that's that's my number three. So go ahead. Let me see your number. My two. number two is a guy that man, you, you hating on my man. You know, yeah. you know who I'm talking about. Had them all down on your list. Precious man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you think that he ain't gonna make the list no you more? Had, <laughs> you got Precious and Chew as the number two power forward. Yes, sir. I need to I'm, hear I'm this, a, bro. Come on. I'm a believer, man. I've I've been criticized like. You know, one of my boys, like, oh, man, he's Everybody just has Al- that guy. Al-Farik Aminu. <laughs> now, nah, at least Aminu would dribble. <laughs> no, like. Man, Aminu, Aminu has always been an irrational, confident three-point shooter. Hey, all I know is <laughs> when the Blazers didn't have Aminu and Harkless, it was bad. Hey, see? you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, I don't know hey, why Aminu went between, to Orlando. The, the difference between Bazemore and Aminu was huge. Huge, and I don't even. I mean, I mean, Aminu and Harkless were interchangeable. I don't even know who was playing what position. They just played the same yeah, position. They switched out. Go screen. Aminu rebounds, and he, he yeah, he you know, blocked shot every now and again. Yeah, I don't know why he went to Orlando. So if 
I think, like I said, I think Precious has this talent. I just, like, all right, put it like this. Yeah, that dude is a five, bro. If Precious went to, and I said this earlier, Toronto, they would somehow develop him into a weapon. <laughs> they would find ways to run some type of five, four, something. I mean, I don't know what they got going on at, at Raptors 905. But they're like developing. But I mean, like, okay, we knew Boucher was good. He was just super skinny. Like he, he did. He's doing. They found a way to use that skinniness into a weapon. I mean, like, think about come it. In, he come and block some shots and make some. Th- but that's always who he's been, though. That's he right. just he's older. To, he was older. Yeah, and he's older, right? They had like <laughs> a bunch of injuries, and no matter who they brought up and just filled in that slot. They were hooping. They were they was winning. Like Terrence okay. Davis. Was he on your list last year? He wasn't on anybody's list last year. And he No, nah, they, they definitely like, found one of him. They found him. We're talking about fours and fives. All right, but see. Talking fours and fives. Siakam. Did anybody see Siakam as a how much did he average this year? Did he average like like twenty-five? <laughs> yes. <laughs> on a You're winning right. team. Nobody saw it. Yeah. On a winning team. You know what I mean? You couldn't even told me Siakam was going to average 25 on the worst team in the league. I wouldn't have believed you. But he was putting up a 20, 25 a night on a winning team, competitive team. They got the juice. They and got the Raptors, they ra- the Raptors find, yo, it's crazy. They find old guys, not relatively old guys with, like, potential still. Which a lot of people think Precious is old. So he's not 19? I don't know, but I've heard the rumors <laughs> that he's he's older. I think I I think he is a little older for his class. Yeah, I think so. But he might not be old enough for that Raptors Midas touch. You got to be like twenty three, twenty four <laughs> for that mug to tip off. Because look, Fred Van Fleet for one drafted, he about to get a hundred of them things. They got him listed you as know? twenty, but they're saying he'll be twenty one in September. So yeah, he's older, first class. So he he three years away from hitting his Raptor cheat code. Then I don't know, but I I think that I'm trying to think what other team has a good development. I mean, I, I guess I'm biased because I'm a Blazers fan, but I think they do a pretty good job with with developing guys. So what's the difference between Achua and Nazir Little? I mean, like as far as you know, your 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 four of the long future. Because uh, Nazir Little in college, he didn't have any. He was ugly out there in North Carolina. I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like his reputation was so high based off of that game against Zion. I think that's just kind of like catapulted him to like this, you know, big time prospect. Uh, but I think the difference is, at the minimum, Precious is going to be an energy guy. At the minimum, I think he'll be just that guy that could be that fan favorite that makes all the hustle plays that you know gets the crowd involved because he got a shot block six times but got the rebound six <laughs> times and then he got fouled yeah, on the fouled. last one uh and then, yeah, and then just, after after he missed the free throw he'll get a chase down block <laughs> yeah like i just think he i i like pressures i may be a little biased i have him probably higher than others i just think that it's going to take the right coach the right development team and for him to accept the role. 
But I watched this AAU, and when I remember watching this AAU, he still was taking wild shots, but he was handling that rock. Now he was, he was, he thought he was young Lamar Odom. He thought he was young Lamar. <laughs> Uh, not saying that I think that he can be that type of player, but I do think with his ball handling and the fact that he can get the rebound and push the ball up himself sometimes. Yeah, I see. And I like guys like that. I think if you can find a guy that can rebound and run, I think it makes your offense so much better out in the open court. And so if he can watch a lot of film, he shows some ability to be able to make plays for others, some. But he's still wild, and I, you know, I think he's off balance because his finishing oh, at the rim isn't great. I just think he needs to be. It just all needs to be honed in, and I think that's it's crazy. You have him weapon. as a four, and, and Jalen Smith is a pure five. Do you? Yeah, I think Jalen Smith a five. All right, so all right, who's who's next on right. your list? My number two is uh, Ob Toppin. Okay. Uh man, Amari, you know, poor man's Amari. Oh no, he's old Amari. Old Amari, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he old Amari. Uh, old Amari meaning he didn't have that young Amari pop, but he's got some pop. What? You know? He got crazy bounce and pop. No, but no, no, no. We talking about Amari Stoudemire pop. He is. He doesn't have. He doesn't have Phoenix Suns Amari Stoudemire pop, pop rock. No way. Man, I don't man, care what you do in the full court. Amari was banging on dudes every single night. He was banging in traffic. He was exploding and banging. He nobody has Amari. Well, That's, no, 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 no. I he think old like, Amari. He like Miami, Miami, Dallas. He, he, uh, New York Knicks tomorrow. You hear New York Knicks tomorrow. There we no, go. No, no, no. Obi, Obi is banging. The thing that he can't do that Amari could do is Amari was fluid. <laughs> so if you put okay. if you put Amari in a pick and roll, he can rip and make a move and then bang on you. Obi got to just jump straight up to the moon. Yo, <laughs> so Phoenix Suns Amari could pick up a bounce pass off his shoe. And bang on three people. I don't know. Because he got the best hands in the world. Like in Steve world, Nash yes. talked about, like how great his hands were. Uh, I mean, I think athletically, just vertically, Yo, he, athletically, overtopping is unreal. It's just his hips are, in the words of Project Pat, tighter than school lockers. <laughs> <laughs> See, my thing is with Obi. I mean, I, he's twenty-two, right? So, you know, you think he's 22. He's supposed to do that, what he did in college, which is great. But, I mean, offensively, he checks a lot of boxes. You know what I'm saying? He should be able to pick and pop, pick and roll. He should be able to do all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. He just might be the worst defender I've ever seen in my life to be yeah, that yeah. athletic. Yeah, I've never he moves seen like that. He moves like Dirk. Old Dirk, like, like, like as far as, like, backpedaling and then, like, retreating. Yeah. No, he's going to be food in the pick and roll, man. Well, I think that athletically he's unreal. I've, like you said, I've never seen someone who's so athletic but lacks fluidity. But, and like, it's like well laterally. his feet, he, he runs like his, on defense, he runs like his feet don't like, he uses toes, like he's sliding. But he's like, it's just... Tough. 
He's just so stiff, man. But like, I mean, off offensively, there's a lot to to like. He's patient in the post. I mean, again, you know, you don't see too much too much posting up. But like, there's a lot to like about him. But on defense, man, he's gonna be bad. So, so you're saying that his <clears throat> offense is so high that it's gonna outweigh what he brings on the defensive end because you can say that he's the opposite of Okoro. Yeah, but the thing is, with like. The most important position to defend in the NBA is the four and the five. So it's kind of like your offense, your defense can't be that bad. Like so, I don't, I just want. So why do you have him ahead of Okoro? I'm putting you on the hot seat now. Why, why do you have him ahead of Okoro? Because I feel like his offense is always going to be better than Okoro's offense. And that given the right, you may be able to hide him with a, if he, if he can play the four. You can hide him with a really good defensive five. So, like, the perception of John Collins is that he's not a good defender. He's not a bad defender at all. He's blocking two shots a game. You know, he just plays with Trey Young, who's, like, the worst defender, like, ever in the you know, at the point guard position. So, like, that weighs you down in their young team. But, like, John Collins is, like, a good defender, but they put him with – they paired him with uh, Capella to play the five. So now, mm-hmm. like, he's going to look like a better defender. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, where would he go? Okay, let's say he falls to Portland, Obi Toppin. Not a good right? fit. Don't, don't, Why I'm not? I don't hear that no more. <laughs> they Why is it not a good fit? Bigs. They already got Zach Collins. They got Nurk. What they is got... Zach Collins? I mean, I think he's a five. But they're playing him at a the backup four. five, though. He's a backup. I think he's. A, I think he could be a starting five on on some teams, but I think because I don't know, I'm not a big fan of the fit. But he's they got him. He's a five before. to me. Yeah, he's definitely okay, a so, five to me. But okay, let's say he falls to Portland, right? And you and so Nurkic is a good defender, right? Good that would defender. that would be a good. Yeah, that would be a good compliment for him. You know what I'm saying? He'd have to be paired with a really good four, or excuse me, really good five for him to successfully, for you to get the most out of his offensive ability and for it to make sense. But I think he's going to fall. He may end up in a good position. I got him going to Phoenix. So, okay, if he goes to Phoenix, right, and DeAndre Ayton has his uh, defensive issues, he's gotten better. But like, he's gotten a lot better. You want, but you want them two bad-footed dudes out there? I mean, if I'm Phoenix, pick I, need, roll? I need to bring some excitement <laughs> to the arena. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, then, I, and I'm going to get him a, and, a, and a point guard. I think if they have a – I mean, I like Rubio, but – I'm cool on Rubio. I, I think I, it's time. I, I think uh, – well, I mean, just think in the draft, if they – Well, they know. got a bunch of picks this year? No. Who was it that had a bunch of picks this year? Okay. Boston. Let's, it, it, I'm just speaking hypothetical. I don't, Oklahoma City has a bunch of picks, right? right. And I don't know where uh, my man Gallinari is with his contract, but Free like, agent. there you go. So if you pair Obi with Steven Adams, he's not going to look as bad on defense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think somebody has one. So that's pick. why I have him at number two. So that would be like a good fit for him. He's going to be like, he has to play with a good defender. But if he's out there with Cats, Cat's not a bad defender, but Cat wouldn't score. If he out there with Cat, man, they giving up 150 every. Man, if they score 151, that's all they need. Now, I think, 
I think Obi Toppin's a pretty good passer too. Um, yeah, like he does everything well on offense. It's just his I defense is so bad. Yeah, I just think yeah. teams are gonna attack him in pick and rolls. Fam, he can't bend his knees except to dunk. But when he gets, man, he can touch the moon, man. He's yeah. So who's your number one then? I got Denny. Oh, so you're a believer now? Uh, uh, I'm coming on, coming along to him. He I, been, I, 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 he been I, hooping, I still, dog. he been hooping, but I still don't. He's still like the same dude to me. But you know, I believe in his upside more and more. I don't. I still don't know about the playmaking dude that y'all see. I still see a dude that's only going right, but he plays super hard. Uh, he's shooting better. He can, I, he can pass, man. He can he's playing hard. He he's good in transition. I think he's a yeah. I take him as the top power forward, hybrid forward prospect. So I guess we got to change the name of this podcast because it can't be the top power forward because James got his own list. Nah, I do my own thing, man. Who's the power forward in the NBA? There's like five of them left. Jason Tatum played a four, man. Right. Okay. I agree. So it's like. There's 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 big spectrum. There's a there's a gap. So like, Dario Sarge is a power forward. He starts that power forward. Jason Tatum's a power forward, but Jason Tatum run pick and roll. He does everything. So it's like, you know, what's really a power forward? Jason Tatum, he can play basketball and he can hoop. And he can hoop. There you <laughs> go. We talking about the Rockets. What position does anybody play for on the Rockets? They got two positions: ball handler, shooter. <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Robert Covington got that shot blocked in that rim protector badge by his name. He does, <laughs> but he only shoots. He don't dribble. At all. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what's the what's power forward in 2020, you know? Who else? What position does Siakam play, man? That dude handles the ball. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing. So, that's why I don't, you know, I, but you know what I do know? Pressure Chewett, he ain't it's number hey, two power forward. I man. believe in pressures. But my number one is Obi. So everything that you said, I can't even I can't even disagree. I think I haven't gone to Phoenix. I think that would be a good fit for him. Uh, I guess Portland might not be too bad if he can stay. And Portland would be perfect. Think about it. You get to run pick and roll with first of all, think look, yo, you got a double team dang ten feet behind the line. He can get downhill. He can bang out. Then you say he can, he, you know, he shows flashes of being able to pass. He can hit the corner guy, Ariza. Yeah, we three. just, Blazers are just so bad on defense this year. And so I, wonder, I think their problem is offensive, man. They yeah, don't pass. Yeah, the ball, the ball don't move. But defensively, they were bad. I mean, Ariza came and, and, made, and made somewhat of a difference. But they just couldn't stop anybody. And Dame had to score like 50. 50 for it to be a close game. For it to yeah. be a close game. So, so again, now imagine you double. And, and, and part of the problem has always been is that you could double Dame because he's going to let Amino shoot them threes at the top of the key. We want you to shoot those. He harpers. was making them, though. Like that series In against playoffs, yeah. Pelicans, he was it, making them. Yeah. The problem was once they took the ball out of Dame's hands, and then CJ had the ball. They only had no, well, nobody else could make a pass. Nobody could create. And that's why I felt like the Bladers need to go after somebody like James Johnson, 
some type of but, uh, four man that can topic. defend and make a play. Not just defense. Defend play defense. Yeah. and make somewhat of a play for others. Like James Johnson like, has some passing instincts. You already know how I feel about James Johnson. That's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Right. Like, that dude does everything. So, yeah, I think offensively, Obi Toppin will help. But I wonder, like, like I said, I'm a Blazers fan. So, I wonder, fourth quarter, late in games, when you play, you know, you got to get past a Houston. And then you got Obi <laughs> Toppin on that island. <laughs> But that's with anybody against Houston, you know. <laughs> I, I, but no, all right, all right, let's say it's my Houston. Let's say it's they, Houston State. ran go bear off the floor, dude. <laughs> right, all right, let's say it's Golden State. What they, They're going <laughs> to seek and find him every single play. Pick They're going to seek and find him whoever they play any night of the week. Any but night. then when you got that one that can't <laughs> move laterally, hey, so now can he play I the watched, fourth quarters? I watched uh, game six. Seven of the Rockets and uh, Golden State when they had Chris Paul in the game he set. Mm-hmm. Yo, Steph Curry ran Ryan Anderson out the NBA. Exactly. It was over. Because Steph had eight points on him in three possessions, and it was over. Ryan Anderson is a family man now. At least he got that. He got 80. Oh, he got, got a stack. Yeah, got that he, bag, he paid. But 16. Yo, he, 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 that last step back, Steph. It was over for him. And that's what I fear with Obi Toppin. It's, it's funny. We got him number one on our list, but we're being more critical. <laughs> but offensively, he's – Yeah, he checks every box. He, yeah, he's, he can post, like I said. But, I mean, he's not going to post. But I think his passing is underrated, like I said. So, I think offensively he can help the Blazers. But it's just defensively can you play him late in games. But I think he's – because of his age – and I think he'll go to a bad team. He would be a guy who I think could win Rookie of the Year. Charlotte, man, I'm telling you, he fits the mode of Charlotte. Old, power four, hoops. So again, like this draft in the past four or five you years. Yeah, you got PJ at the five, then. Man, they all fives because they played Miles at the three last year. He he not a three to me. I don't know yeah, I've always was. thought Miles. I thought Miles was a four. four. Was they played state. him at the three last year, and PJ's a four. PJ shot the ball really well, though. He shot the ball way better than I thought he would. Yeah, he, he definitely playing work on the jumper. Well, all right, we did our top ten list. It started off as a power forward list, but you know, that's why that's why James, you know, he and of course he's my brother, so he's gonna be part of the team, but. He got his own perspective on everything. You know, he don't believe in fours. He just <laughs> he's he just them pass first point guards. I'm good. And like I said, that's that's why I, I like the I just like what he brings to the table because he just has his own his own way of evaluating guys. He's not going for the traditional positions. I don't think anybody is. But, you know, people, even though we all say small ball and basketball is positionless, I still think we as evaluators put guys, we still put them in a box based off one, two, three, four, five. And James doesn't. But he has Abdia as his number one. I still think Abdia is a three. Um, 
I think I don't think he handles well enough to be a three. <clears throat> I, I think he does. I mean, like there's some threes that ain't really handling the ball like that, but I think that he can. But are but are they but they're three and D guys though. Like to me, if he's a top five pick and you believe in his playmaking, it's because he can dribble. But well, to I me, mean, I like, think his playmaking is going to be best fitted if he's playing the four than the three. I can see that. Because when I watch film of him, he's dribbling out the half court. Like, you don't guard dudes out at half court who can, who can dribble with both hands. I mean, yeah. And they guard him out there like he can't dribble. But I also think, like, European and basketball is young. different. You know, when they see a young guy out there, you try to – it's just like pickup. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the NBA, yeah. if you got a 19-year-old out there, every team has a 19-year-old out there for the most part. But in Europe, if you're a kid, they are trying to like attack you because it's so competitive. Like even with Luca, and I've told the story before, when I was out there, they was literally trying to pick on him, but he just wouldn't back down. And so, yeah, I have seen teams try to pick him up full court, but you know who it is that I see picking him up full court? Athletic American. Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, the brothers is getting your stuff. Because they know... (laughs) Everybody's yeah. watching. They know the scouts there. They they know that you know he's the top prospect in Europe, arguably between Killian Hayes. But and he's playing in the Euro League, which is you know arguably the most scouted league. You know, depends. You may say the the G League or whatever. So yeah, I mean, but you know what? Think about it, Luca. When you first started seeing people talk about him and what he couldn't do. It was like, oh, well, we saw him play against this former NBA player. He struggled. <laughs> he couldn't get by him. Yeah, but he was dribbling that thing, though. Yeah, he was dribbling. He was definitely a he, – he was definitely a playmaker full time. Well, his last year, because Sergio Yule got hurt, he wasn't playing that role the year before. Sergio Yule was the MVP in 2016-17. So Luca got a chance to be the primary ball handler when Sergio got hurt. I think if Wilbur Ken got hurt, then you see Denny play with the ball more. But but again, like teams watched him at the under twenties where he was really playing point forward and he showed what, what type of passes he can make and, and his ability. So I think that's what kind of propelled him to being ranked so high, but then he had to play a totally different role for Maccabi this year. But now in the playoffs, his confidence is on a hundred right now. Yeah, he's making he's shooting the ball well. He's shooting the ball well, and he's he's a good defender. So, based off of your list of combo hybrids or whatever, I, I agree. He's he's number one. Well, all right. I appreciate you coming on. We got to do this no problem, again. Bro. Shout out to everybody that's been listening and that's been following NBA Draft Junkies. We're growing. We're at over like 11,500 subscribers on YouTube. Just started this podcast. Um, I don't know. We, I think I'm on episode 11 or 12. I have close to about 2,000 downloads. It's been downloaded in 18 different countries, which is amazing that I don't even know people in 18 different countries. So just the fact that people are listening and and just kind of tuning in and following us. So I appreciate each and every listener. 
if you're if you want to watch the video if you're listening on spotify or apple or, or wherever you're on the podcast or you want to watch the video version of this check us out at nba drive junkies on youtube and if you're on you normally watch us on youtube but you want a chance to listen to us while you're at work or whatever nba drive junkies on set apple apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts at so this is Raphael and my brother james and we're signing out uh-huh.